Hey all, welcome to Data Driven Health Radio. We're back with another season of exciting interviews packed with the information you need to transform your health. This podcast is brought to you by Heads Up, which is our web and mobile app designed to help you integrate all your health data in one place and use data to master your health. Our desktop app has an entirely redesigned look and feel. We've done some big upgrades to our Apple Health integration, and we've launched our new fasting timer on the mobile app. So if you love tracking your health, head over to www.headsuphealth.com to learn more about our app and to give it a try. Lastly, we'd like to thank our newest integration partner, BioStrap. BioStrap is a wrist-worn device that measures activity, sleep, heart rate variability, respiration rate, blood oxygen, and much more. Most important, you can now link BioStrap to your Heads Up Health dashboard. Check it out at headsuphealth.com slash BioStrap. Okay, with the formalities out of the way, let's dive into our next exciting episode. Welcome to Data Driven Health Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunski. With me today is a friend and fellow entrepreneur and founder, Samir Santake from BioStrap. And Samir, we just took a long hiatus on the podcast. You're our first guest back with the new set of episodes. So we're really excited to talk to you and to learn about your technology. So Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and briefly introduce your company, and then we're just going to get into a really fun and exciting show around health quantification. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Dave. A little background about me. I'm, I actually don't come from the health space. I'm actually a computer scientist. I've been doing that for over a decade now, and really kind of got into health about, was about 10 years ago. Uh, lost about 80 pounds, uh, changed my life, changed my mentality, changed my perspective. Um, and really, Biostrap is kind of the cross-section between two of my passions, quite frankly. Um, it's really, I love tech and I love health, so I wanted to make an impact in that industry. And that's kind of how, how, you know, that's how the, the genesis of Biostrap started. Um, and a little bit about the product is, is really we, we wanted to create something unique and uh, something that, you know, kind of leverages the strengths of machine learning, AI mm-hmm. at scale. Um, yep. And again, I was, I'm a backend engineer. So I was like, how do we stream data? How do we get large quantities of data to the server, process it using your, your uh, you got TensorFlow, you got all these Python libraries, you got all this like AI you can be doing in the cloud. How do we get all that raw data up in the cloud, process it, and get it down to your mobile phone. So we kind of built it from the ground up a little bit differently than your, than any other wearable device. So um, you didn't start with the hardware. You, uh, you, started, you started with a that's data right. machine learning. How do we move data back and forth in an expedient manner and deliver a high quality user experience and then kind of backed into the device? Is that right? That's exactly it. And awesome. I wouldn't say our device isn't necessarily anything special, but what our secret sauce is the software. We, you know, from, from firmware where we can control the device to any setting that we want, 
to all the way to our servers or backends, all of that, we own it and we're very proud of it. And that's where we started from. And then and the device became a necessity so that we had to that create. That is really fascinating. Okay. So for those who are listening, we're, we're talking about a wrist-worn wearable device, just to uh, take a step back for a moment. So the BioStrap is, is something that you wear on the wrist. And these are not new. They've been around for a long time. There's millions of them. The Fitbit, the Apple Watch, the Garmin, etc. But Samir's device, BioStrap, first of all, is able to collect some metrics that a lot of these other devices don't collect. And we're going to talk about those. And he's also, as he just mentioned, come at the problem from a completely different angle. And instead of coming at the problem from a hardware engineering angle, which no doubt is important, there has to be a physical device and the technology to actually accurately capture the data. But you've, you've taken a, a different lens and said, how do we solve the big data problem first and then put out a device to support that or devices, plural, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that is awesome. So we're going to talk a lot about the BioStrap, what it is, what it measures. If you're watching this interview on YouTube, we're going to do a screen share. So we're actually going to walk through the mobile app user interface for the BioStrap. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, it'll just be the audio. But if you want to see Samir's product in action will have this video uploaded to YouTube and you can watch a live demo from my own personal account. I've been testing the device for several weeks now. If you want to see how it works, if you're interested in the technology, you can go check it out on YouTube. So before we talk more about the tech, you touched briefly on the founder story. And I always love interviewing fellow founders in health tech because I know what the founder journey is like. It is something that is, I don't even know how you put it into words. It's, it's, it's rewarding and it's painful and it's a test of everything about you and your capabilities, all levels of your capabilities, your technical capabilities, your leadership capabilities, your spiritual capabilities, your resilience capabilities. So That's why I love speaking to founders. My story is not much different than yours. I come from the tech world as well. I spent 20 years inside massive computer data centers the size of football fields, putting together systems and troubleshooting performance issues and and doing all the things that we do in the tech world. I'm very grateful for that opportunity because that's where I learned all the skills that I needed to go out and build something that I thought could add value to the world. And there's no way I could have done that without my, my career experience in tech. And there's a lot of engineers making the shift into healthcare because the engineering mindset allows us to approach things in a systems-driven way. And the same methodologies that we used to be successful in the technology engineering world apply here. And so when I'm looking at my health, you made this statement, I, I, I had a Uh, 80 pounds lost, probably some stuff that went along with the 80 pounds that went away as well. And if we take a look at a full stack web application and it's not running so good, (laughs) we're kind of just doing the same thing we've been doing for 20 years. It's like, all right, give me some data here. And uh, it's not really that hard. And, And the coolest thing about this industry that we're in and the technology that's becoming available to anybody. I don't care if your 80-year-old granny sitting in, in, in Podong, Iowa, right? It is not that hard to look at some health numbers 
listen to a few podcasts and make a huge profound change in your health. Anybody can go buy a glucometer, uh, a bio strap and a scale and change their diet, track it in an app. I mean, this is no longer rocket science. This is now completely mainstream. And the cool thing is like, now consumers can go get genetic tests and, and the genetic tests really break down for them their specific mutations and then go run their own blood work without even having to go to the doctor and work with someone who can give you some outside of the box thinking. So I love the founder story. Uh, anything more you wanna share on like, really what was the impetus for it? Was it primarily just your own personal health? It was just, I wanted to give the same kind of feeling that I had to everyone else about success. And you touched on a pretty important thing. Uh, tracking elements of your health is so important to see progress. Uh, my, you know, when I lost, you know, about the 80 pounds, the thing that motivated me the most is seeing, I guess, my body fat decrease. Uh, and, and really, this, this my weight shed, really. And that, that, those are easy things. You, you just buy a scale and you step on it. But, you know, other kind of, uh, you know, the, the, that just kind of started my whole tracking uh, obsession, I guess. It's really tracking is the only way to measure, measurably improve things, right? You have to track uh, elements, you know. I think, uh, you know, biohackers take it to the next level. And, and I'm doing, you know, just got a, got a little freestyle here today. So. Oh, man, you're going to make me jealous. <laughs> you, had to, you had to one-up me, Samir, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's cool because it, what's awesome is that when, when you have data in front of you, you can make the decisions a little bit more wisely, you know, because the, you know, the gut, gut instinct is, it sometimes it, it, it doesn't really, it deceives you. <laughs> so you, yeah. I, I like data. So uh, now I want to, I want to see, you know, for example, I'm just trying to see how, how my glucose changes throughout the night. Um, yeah. Don't have diabetes. I have it in my family though, but I think it's the end of lifestyle driven, right? So it's just about tracking. It's about uh, having, having the proper diet. But yeah. to me, it's just about tracking right now. And, I, and I'm just obsessed with that. Well, we are uh, adding support for that uh, freestyle awesome. Libre very soon. So awesome. we'll be able to cross-reference that data with your nightly HRV from the bio. I'm excited to check Coming soon to a health dashboard near you. <laughs> and, you know, this. we've been building dashboards in every single industry since the beginning of the industrial age. It's just these tools have not existed in healthcare, and now they do. And it's a really exciting time. So I think we're, we're both of the same mindset, kindred spirits in our mission, for sure. So we definitely have a lot of the same background there. And that's allowed us to bring our products to market. And I'll go on record as of uh, this recording and saying that Heads Up and BioStrap are going to have a baby in the near future. We've <laughs> <laughs> We're having a love child and it's going to be a, it's going to be. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That, that's, that's the layman's term. The technical term is we are doing an API integration between the BioStrap and the Heads Up dashboard. And we want people to be able to see all of the other lifestyle factors that contribute to overall health. You, you, you brought up a perfect example. You've got a continuous glucose monitoring device on your arm. And tons of people are tracking blood sugar and body composition and blood pressure. They're working on all these conditions. So we're really excited about the API integration and uh, that is underway soon. We're hoping to have some announcements coming out on that in the near future from, from both our companies. And 
I'm just really excited to partner with you. One, because I just, I feel that you're a great guy and I want to work with you on a personal level and also on a technology level. So we're actively working on the technical integration for, for the non-technical, you can call it a love child and it's coming soon. So let's get that out of the way and uh, let people know that that's happening. More importantly, I want to educate people on your technology. Mm-hmm. And I also selfishly want to educate myself. So can you tell us about the device mm-hmm. and the types of sensors that are in the device, how they work and what you're measuring? Absolutely. This is uh, it's my bread and butter. I do this all day long. Um, we have a First of all, can you show us the device? Some yeah, before you dive I'm, wearing, in. I'm wearing this right now. This is the wristband. Yep. Um, it's pretty pretty simple sensor sets. I mean, yep. it's a, just got a, you know, a gyro Excel yep. and a, what I call a clinical grade pulse oximeter. So we use a different wavelength on ours that you might see on a, on a Fitbit or Apple Watch. We use uh, an IR spectrum and a red spectrum. And the, I had a, you know, the great, great thing about an IR wavelengths is that it then penetrates deep into the arteries. So we can kind of give you much more, uh, uh, more, more biometric data, a little bit deeper analysis because we can kind of penetrate the skin a little bit deeper. Green light gets absorbed by your body and then essentially it doesn't penetrate deep enough. Um, the benefits of IR is, is that it, it, it gives you better, deeper analysis, but, uh, and, and it's a little bit motion artifacting, though, which just means that we try to take snapshots when you're at rest. So we, we actually believe that the resting physiology is really, really important. Um, kind of the way I look at it is that how your body performs at rest tells, says more about you than, than what you're doing when you're active. Because, again, it's like uh, if you have a shaky kind of platform and you add stress, you're just going to tip over and fall. You know? So it's not, yeah. you know, that's the kind of the way I look at things. Um, and kind of our, our mentality isn't, kind of looking at your, like what's happening now, but what's happening over long periods of time, um, because that's where behavioral decisions can happen. So um, that's kind of our, our, that's the way our, that we think about things. So um, when you do show the app, you, you'll see that we have like these things, well, baselining. So we take a five-day baseline, figure out where your normals are. Um, yeah. And the metrics that we show are SpO2, heart rate variability, which is a, a huge one that people come to us for. Uh, you know, resting heart rate and uh, respiratory rate, which is also kind of a, a really interesting metric that people should be paying attention to more often, more than they yeah. are. Yeah, we, I don't, I don't, we don't actively track respiratory rate today, mm-hmm. heads up, but uh, yeah. maybe you can talk about that one a little bit more. What is it? Sure. What yeah, so it's just really your baseline, just normal sinus rhythms of how, how, how you're breathing, essentially. Um, and typically you want the lower, the better. It's really, it just means more an efficient system. Yep. Um, and of course everyone here wants efficiency. Yep. Uh, so really you're looking for somewhere around 12. Uh, most people don't have that low. That's, that's, that's during the sleep cycle, correct? That's during sleep. Yeah. During yeah. sleep, you want to have a pretty low breath rate. Um, and people have actually seen that anyone with above 20 have, uh, heart conditions actually. So it's one of those things that, you know, any kind of added stress is, unnecessary and if you can breath is one of the most powerful things that we're finding that you can control and, and it controls your autonomic nervous system yep uh, yeah so i'm just checking my powerful. stats as you're speaking here before yeah. live on the air make sure that my numbers are <laughs> i'm not there yet i'm trying to get to 12 and uh yeah. I'm, I'm around 14 right now which is okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. but it is a 
Um, you know, it, it's just the one, one metric people should be tracking. Again, it's not something that you look at every day, but seeing how it's maybe trending over long periods of time. Well, yeah. that's also really important, even if you don't look at it every day, mm-hmm. but if you're going to the doctor, you're going yeah. to, let's say you're going to the cardiologist yeah. and this happened to someone very near and dear to me and went to the cardiologist and they don't have any data on you. Yeah. Obviously they have some state of the art machines and they can do some very sophisticated imaging and, and some very, very sophisticated lab analysis. Mm-hmm. Those are acute tests that happen right. at that moment in time. Yep. And if you can come in and say, listen, here's, here's the BioStrap app. I've, I've actually got six months worth of data on my respiratory rate and my heart rate variability. Those are incredibly valuable pieces of information. Yeah. And also data that can show the average heart rate through the sleep cycle. And that, that, that could mean the difference in a diagnosis for you between getting the right diagnosis and the wrong diagnosis, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So for respiratory rate, I don't, it's not something I'm aware of, but just hearing you talk about it, that's something I'm going to pay more attention to. Now, is that exposed through the API? Yes. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So let's just back up a second. I want to talk more about the um, IR and the red. Sure. So, because that's important for, for how you're differentiating your technology. Mm-hmm. So I just want to read it back to you. You're using an IR wavelength, mm-hmm. different than green, which is yeah. what you'll see in a lot of off-the-shelf commercial devices. Correct. Yeah. And for people who are listening, the IR can, can penetrate deeper. And that's going to allow you to get, is, is it a more accurate signal? Is that right? It's, or, or it's measure- not only accurate. So uh, ultimately, we're trying to, you know, there's something called photoplasmography, which is what this technology is really what it comes down to. It's really getting this waveform data. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows ECG, which is electrocardiogram, which is yes. elect- electrical signals. Yep. We're using what's called a photo sensor, which is bouncing skin, it off your skin. And then it is a little photodiode that captures what's reflected. Gotcha. And, and green gets absorbed by the skin. So not much comes back. Now, IR, which is you can't see with the naked eye, uh, it goes penetrates deeper into your skin so you can get as low as the artery level. So it goes through the capillary bread into the arteries and we can actually get actual arterial uh, properties, essentially, which you can't get with the green light at all. So why wouldn't they use IR? It's there's some caveats. One, it's a little bit hard to use during Mm -hmm. motion. So during motion, it's it's a much harder signal to kind of kind of get so yeah. people kind of compromise saying hey you know what i don't want the best quality data i just want to get heart rate data which green will get you very easily so if you just need heart rate data yeah, and you green just is the best. Get, get in the ballpark that's yeah. kind of a happy yeah. medium and and you know that and and a lot of the times like with some of the other wearables they're promoting themselves as activity trackers mm-hmm. first and foremost yeah whereas what you're doing is coming at it and saying we're actually a rest and recovery tracking device first and foremost. So we're much more interested in getting that sedentary data when you're sleeping rather than getting more accurate on on how many steps you took during the day. We do, we do all of that as kind of a, you know, competing factor. Understood. But it's really, I think we want to be differentiated more on the rest and recovery, giving more insights really about how you're recovered, um, about your sleep, uh, all those different things, which, which are again, all foundational to everything, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I, I've been testing sleep trackers since the days of the Zio, way back when. I don't know. What was that, like 2011 or something mm-hmm. like that? I've tested them all. Yep. Um, I've gone to Stanford, one of the best sleep clinics in the world. 
and had the uh, polysomnograph test, you know, the 32 electrodes and, totally. you know, a bunch of scientists standing around the bed with clipboards and, and, and stuff like that. So um, I thought I knew a lot about sleep and, and rest and recovery, but there are some new game-changing things now available mm -hmm. to us. And uh, one of those metrics is heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. And that was a game changer for me. Yeah. And, and also being to, being able to see nocturnal heart rate variability, nocturnal heart rate. So you could use a Fitbit and get a sleep score, but I couldn't really get a graph to show me my heart rate through the inter entire nocturnal cycle. And I want to know what's my heart rate through the night. Mm -hmm. And that's allowed me to take my recovery game to the next level. Because right. now I can see hey, I have a couple glasses of scotch before bed. I sleep like a baby. So you're like, oh, I had a great sleep. Right. You look at your heart rate variability data and you're like, no, your nervous system was, was not in a state of recovery at all. And so you, you, you're now able to make some, some, some additional lifestyle corrections. And it's not to say that I'm never gonna indulge, of course I right. do, but I'll maybe only do that one night and then make sure I, I focus on my recovery and resilience. And what you and I are doing, and quite frankly, what anybody's doing, whether you're a mom with two kids or you're an entrepreneur with a Fortune 500 company, it all comes down to your resilience and the ability to get up every single day and, and not feel like a bag of shit yeah. and actually bring your A-game to everything, whether it's being a parent or a husband or a wife or an uncle or, or, or a boss or whatever. It all comes down to resilience. And it does. I 100% I agree with that. And, yeah. and that's why everyone should be tracking heart rate variability. It's really the resiliency metric that I, I kind of have everyone looking at. You don't have to be an athlete to even measure it. You can be exactly like, you know, a mom, you know, just you want to be, you want to be your A grade every, every single day. Right. Yeah. And one of the coolest things about uh, that we've seen is the studies around uh, HRV and, and even impulsivity. You know, people that are more recovered, more kind of back in the baseline with their heart rate variability are less impulsive. Yes, uh, that's that makes what, you good know? sense. Yep. Yeah. Your ability to self-regulate. Self-regulate, which is, again, uh, a very good thing, you know, especially if you are a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, you don't want to be impulsive. You want to think, you know, properly. You want to think through things, even with, you know, uh, even as a mom, right? It, it, these are all beneficial kind of properties. So tracking it, making adjustments is really yeah. important. Yeah. Well, just just on that topic of, of heart rate variability, again, and in the topic of being able to use, you, you mentioned an important point there, which is our ability to make better decisions. Let's just call it that, our ability to self-regulate. So many of the people on Heads Up Health are working on, on health conditions that have come as a result of poor lifestyle choices. Yeah. And it's not like you just wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm gonna stop drinking, eating sugar, and I'm going to exercise every single day. And okay, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. That's just not how the human mind works. These are very difficult, highly ingrained patterns yes. in our behavior. And if you don't have the resilience and the recovery, and you're trying to avoid sugar, let's use that as an example, and you didn't have a good night's sleep, and your HRV is in the toilet, most people don't make the connection between their ability to resist sugar and what their, their sleep and their HRV was the night before, mm -hmm. but they're hugely correlated. And so like getting that killer night's sleep 
and going to bed at the time that's aligned with your chronotype and waking up and seeing the data and like, yes, I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. That is going to help you make better decisions in all areas of your life. It's going to help you be more patient with, with the people around you in your business and your personal dealings. So that's where this all starts to become uh, the, the big picture in my opinion. And I was on a podcast. It was uh, live long and master aging. And at the end of it, he asked me if you could pick three health metrics, what would it be? And I believe my answers were blood sugar, sleep, mm -hmm. and I'd have to remember what the third one was. But I have to add HRV, nocturnal HRV, to the kids, or, or even waking up in the morning. If you just have an HRV monitor, a chest strap at home, and an HRV app, and you wake up and you take a sample in the morning, that's totally fine, too. Totally. But, but, but some way to have a heart rate variability number. There's other great HRV products out there that, that just do HRV. Mm -hmm. We're not saying you have to go buy uh, a product here. Uh, mm -hmm. You can, of course, but understanding how to use that number, HRV, I think is really, really important. And then there's other nerdy metrics that spawn off HRV, like yeah. the seven-day uh, CV. CV, yep, exactly. Like yeah, exactly. I don't know if we'll get there yet. So um, <laughs> I just want to recap some of the metrics in uh in the device and then sure. maybe we can do the demo and we'll go yeah. from there. so um I, I took down here that it's doing pulse ox and it's yeah. doing uh, spo2 mm -hmm. heart rate variability which we've talked about resting heart rate which is also a very powerful metric of your cardiovascular health mm -hmm. and it's also doing steps which is kind of just like you got to have it and check the box exactly uh calories burned etc so, uh, and you guys have some really, really cool data visualizations and insights, which again are quite unique. So mm -hmm. why don't I fire up the screen share? Yeah, please. And, uh, you can take us through it. So yeah. if you're listening, we're going to try to articulate this verbally. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, then I'm going to share some of my data here and Samir's going to take us through it on the BioStrap. So uh, this is a typical uh, night for me. So I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the dashboard screen. Walk us through the user interface. Awesome. Well, first of all, uh, congrats on awesome metrics here. Uh, almost uh, 80s all around here. This is fantastic data. I've got to eat my own dog food. Some <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's good. You jumped on a good day to show me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but really, so, so we actually kind of updated this dashboard uh, recently and kind of want to simplify all the metrics that mattered. I'm all about like this metrics that matter. If you were to look at this, the top three are the ones that you should be focusing on and trying to maximize. Totally. Uh, it's all out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, Gil the onion. Give me the outer yeah. most important first and then we can, exactly. oh, we can go layer, uh, layer deeper. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, really, really the activity one is a pretty simple one. It's just based on your hourly movements, how often you, uh, you know, it's not really just step counts. It's really even activity that you do. It's a yeah. pretty much all inclusive, like, just be active metric. Mm -hmm. um, and it's based on your goals also. It has a bit of an input on based on how many steps you're looking for, you know, active calories, that kind of thing. Get moving. Um, get get make moving. Make sure your body's moving. Make exactly. sure you're, you're, you're and, driving some type yeah. of metabolic function, some type yeah. of electrical activity in your legs. All exactly. And, and actually, an interesting thing that, that we show in Insights, if it comes up for you, but it has come up for me, is really the activity levels throughout the day actually have helped me sleep better. So, yeah, totally. So I, I ended up getting that insights on, our, on my dashboard. 
And uh, it's been, I mean, that's, that's really an awesome thing to see and being able to point that out, these correlations yes. is, is pretty powerful. And that's what we're kind of setting out to do also to point out behavior, behavior kind of nudges that will result in, you know, better outcomes in sleep or recovery. Awesome. So that's just one example. And yep. next level is really sleep. Sleep is a foundation for, you know, everything, you know, and you'll see that uh, sleep and recovery are very correlated, but you can certainly have horrible sleep and be recovered. And that's happened to me several times. And even vice versa, I'll, I can have like a, a beautiful amount, amount of sleep, but I'm just not recovered. And it's a, it, they're, they're kind of related, but very much, uh, they overlap only about maybe 10% really, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. So the sleep is one that I could get into. If you want to tap on that, we can see some of that stuff there. It's a. Uh, Let's go through the rest of the dashboard here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, sure. Sure. Yeah. And then and then I want to switch to the insights tab. Sure. Sure. Okay. Let's do it that way then. Um, heart rate. Resting heart rate. Uh, steps and calories. Whatever. Uh, I think exactly. everybody's got that. So resting heart rate. Let's talk about what that means. Mm -hmm. That is an average of the heart rate through the nocturnal cycle or is that the max or the min or the min? It's the min. Yeah. The reason why we do the min uh, is essentially to have it be kind of comparable through every night. You want to be able to look at this 48 BPMs and go to the day before, see if it's still 48, if it's 50, you want to kind of be in the same level. You want to be able to reach the same lowest point as before. And that's really a good indication that, you know, sometimes you'll never reach 48 because you're not recovered enough. Yeah. So how our, often are you measuring? Are you measuring every beat? Um, we're measuring every, we go on like a time-based thing. So it depends on the settings, but sometimes every two minutes or five or 10 minutes. It really depends on what setting. But you have. take a sample every two, five or 10 minutes. Yes, exactly. That's something I can change in the settings? Yeah. So, you can actually, so in the settings, you can actually change. You'd have to connect your wristband there. Oh, I don't have um, it on me. Yeah, yeah. So you would have to you'd click on it and then say you'd want basically more. It's always a function of battery life. Some yeah, people I'm want to dial it up to two minutes. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Uh, and I'll show you that. That's pretty simple. All right. And then HRV. HRV. A whole separate podcast in and of itself. Let, let's it, it is. The, the, the kind of the, the way that we calculate it is, again, every we do a reading every five, ten, or two minutes, depending on the setting. Yep. Um, and then what ha we basically get you that RMSSD value, the time mm -hmm. domain uh, value uh, for that for 45 second capture. So we do that every, you know, X amount of time. And then the, the nocturnal HRV is what number you see on the screen here. Cool. Nocturnal HRV means uh, we kind of do it different. We don't do an average at the night. We actually do what's called a linear fit model. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we figure out what your, your wake up and what your sleep time HRV are. And that gives you kind of a, uh, kind of a, a slope actually. So we, we end up using a, a different value than what you see with any of our competitors. It's uh, kind of looking at the, at the linear fit more than an average because you'll see that some people, uh, it kind of goes in a, shoots in an upward direction uh, or stays flat. But it's important to kind of capture that movement of HRV throughout the night. And then we try to figure out what their wake up HRV time is. Um, and that's somewhat similar to what you would get with a, uh, with like a sitting up chest yep. strap uh, HRV. Yep. I use the Elite HRV uh, exactly. a lot of times in the morning. Even if I'm even if I'm wearing uh, the bio strap, I still like to take that waking yes. measurement, that two and a half minute uh, and, measurement. And I will say this: consistency is the most important. This value here, it's not going to agree with your H Elite HRV necessarily, mm -hmm. because again, we're measuring it different. But the consistency in being able to change, being able to look at them. Uh, day in day out is so hugely important. Like 
you know, comparing yesterday to today, totally. last week, yeah. last month, last year. Yep. Rather All than of that. Saying like, hey, this device said this and this device said that. Yeah. Just be consistent across. The device itself is consistent for you on an individual basis. Exactly. That's yeah. the most important thing. It is. So, it is. you know, resting heart rate and heart rate variability, two hugely important metrics to understand how well you recovered from the night before. So really, really important stuff that wasn't on my radar screen uh, when I was even a few years ago, it wasn't possible to even get this data from uh, a consumer device. This is all very cutting edge and new information, largely probably still outside the purview of a lot of people. But that's why we do these podcasts is, is to help educate and spread the word. Um, breathing rate. I got some work to do here. I'm 15. <laughs> it's, it's actually possible. Yeah. Um, there are tools, many tools I can share with you later on how to increase that. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is possible and, and really just about being aware of your breath and, and doing some breath training and breath work. Yeah. And My meditation game is way off. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I have been wanting to do some more. Wim Hof? And do some Wim Hof? <laughs> well, I do enjoy meditation. And yeah, meditation, yeah. It's hard when you're a founder because you just wake up and you just want to, like, get after it. But like today, for instance, was probably the first day in weeks where I actually did a full 20 minute meditation before I started my day. And I'd also like to now do a 20 minute meditation before bed. And if I can get into it and do that consistently for seven days, I want to start observing how that may or may not affect the HRV, for example, during the night. So breath work, other forms of mental relaxation, physical relaxation, things that engage the parasympathetic nervous system, massage, hot tub, relaxing yoga, yin yogas, these kinds of things for people who are under, want to know how to improve HRV, it's, it's really engaging the relaxation response inside the body. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's a trained kind of uh, activity. I think some people, I think it takes a lot of effort, but once you get into it, it, it can be game changing for some people actually. It's really, yeah. yeah, it really can be. I agree with it. All right. And then we've got the uh, SPO2 here, 98%. I don't know a whole lot about that number, to be mm -hmm. totally honest. It's all, it's a pretty reasonably normal number, I would say. It's really looking at your nighttime SPO2 readings. Got it. Yep. Yeah. You just don't want to be at below 95. As so well. here's one of the things I love in your app is I can come in here and baseline myself against other people in my demographic. So what we're showing on the screen here for those listening is, is I've now got my HRV on the screen. And in, in the app, I'm able to go see, not that I'm looking to compete against anyone, and I'm not saying that that should be your goal, but it's helpful to know where you stand. If you're, if you're, yeah. in, if you're in the bottom of the barrel, percentile-wise, it's something that you may need to pay attention to. But I'm not looking to wake up and compare myself every <laughs> single day, but I am looking to know where I fit relative yeah. to the rest of the population. And... That gives me some motivation to say, okay, so what kinds of things could I do? That, exactly. For me, that I, I find this stuff all very intellectually fascinating. So I'm interested in things I can do to improve these numbers. Hey, a little bit of competitive nature never killed anybody either. Exactly. So how do I get these numbers a little higher? So is, is that what you're going for here, Samir? Um, it's actually, so it answers questions that we keep getting. And, and a lot of them are like, is this good or bad? And, and again, it's really important to say that HRV, there is no good or bad number. It's really, it's your number. 
You know, 40 milliseconds is your number. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not, I'm not going to say if it's good or bad, but people kept on asking us every single day, I would say, what does that mean? Is that good? Is it bad? What does it mean? You know, is that normal? Is really the question we get. Uh, so this kind of intellectually answers that question for them. You know, you just wanted less support tickets. That's why you built it. That's actually that. That's (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, that's cool. And then it looks like it's also doing some activity monitoring. Oh, what's the first day? Oh, that's, uh, this is manually recording activity. Yeah. So you can do some, when you manually record any activities. It'll oh, show okay. You. I haven't used that. I've just relied on the, um, yeah. the uh, sensors ability to, to give me some basic uh, metrics there. Sure. Okay, cool. So what else do you want to take a tour of through here, Samir, before we shift gears? Absolutely. I think, uh, one of the cool things that we offer is actually that remote monitoring. It looks like someone's trying to add you here. Let's see. Uh, who's yeah. creeping? Who's so, creeping who's me? Creeping, yeah. <laughs> you got to agree to this thing. I agree to send all my data to Samir. <laughs> Chuck. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Shout out to Chuck Hazard. He's already <laughs> creeping me in, inside exactly. BioStab. All right, Chuck. <laughs> you do my data. There you go. That's Have awesome. fun. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, this is actually a cool feature because uh, uh, we have a lot of use cases for this. It's really just being able to see someone else's data. And, and of course, you have to authorize the, the sure. it. Yeah, But it's really like, feature. yeah, so we have coaches using it, even just like monitoring your own family members. It's been mm-hmm. super helpful. Uh, my mom uh, monitors, you know, my grandmother all the yeah. time and make sure that she's walking, make sure she's sleeping well. Yeah. Ask her, you know, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty profound for that use case as well. Um, especially if, yeah. if that person has a medical or health condition yeah or just like just just to have peace of mind i think especially yeah. if you're like in a near your family's a different country it, it's been it gives peace of mind we thought it's a it's a pretty awesome feature to have and and uh, a lot of people use it actually for for coaching too so. All right i'm following chuck back here yeah <laughs> his numbers are pretty good so yeah i have to see how i stack up against hazard right right exactly oh, he's living up there in the mountains in vermont uh, way off the grid, you know, outside all the EMF, <laughs> right? Outdoors, fresh air, hiking, mountains. You so, can't really. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat that. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living in like right downtown Scottsdale, next to the mall. You know, there's we're getting radiated by like a hundred different Wi-Fi signals in my building. All right. So I'm going to have a tough time hanging with him. <laughs> uh, but that's fun though. Like just yeah. having that and like having a little competitive nature with with a friend. Awesome. I love it. Great feature. All right, cool. So um, that's the app. You can learn more on Samir's website. And what's coming next for you guys, Samir? We're working on some awesome stuff. You know, we have a a Generation 2 device coming at the end of the year that we'll announce. And uh, some of the cool stuff we're doing in the app is uh, the ability to test interventions on yourself, which I think is pretty awesome. You guys had a brochure on that. I still have it on my desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is that... uh, you know, we, I want to create a, again, a product that isn't just telling you your health data sucks. I want to provide solutions. So, you know, based on what deficiencies we see, let's say that you're getting less deep sleep than your, than your demographic, for example, that's opportunity to increase it. We can come up with maybe like a, a handful of really selected interventions you can try and partake in. And then those are called experiments, self-experiments, essentially. Yep. And then you can do those for about two weeks and it could be simple. You know, some of them cost money, some of them are free, you know, it's like a, like meditation. A, yeah. Meditation's free. So I'm like, okay, blackout. Three minutes a day before you go to bed. I right. Be a game changer for a lot of people. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it really comes up with these, 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 uh, these proven out 
hacks essentially that you can try uh, on your own. And then hacks at scale. Uh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and basically the idea is taking the biohacking mentality and making it kind of available for everyone because cool. everyone should be data driven. Yeah. And the idea is just essentially, you know, testing them out for yourself in the end of that, let's say two week or however long intervention period you want to test it. Uh, it'll give you a results. Essentially yep. saying this is, this is how impactful it was to your end goal, maybe increasing yep. deep sleep. Yep. Uh, and it, whether or not it's essentially a behavioral change that you can actually you know, have a measure on, you know, if, uh, you know, sleeping with, you know, the, the, the temperature at maybe 68 degrees is helping you, that's something you should do, right? So yep. it helps, it's going to help you sleep deeper. So it's really about finding good behavioral decisions, you know, really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got my AC uh, cranked to 68 every yeah. night. Yeah. I, I, I like it a little bit colder. My wife doesn't, yeah. so it's a little bit hard. Yeah, uh, fair enough. That's where the chili pad or something like that. Yeah, chili pad would work. I've definitely got some work to do in terms of the ambient light in my bedroom. That's right. That's so right. the next one I'm working on is just getting better ways, better blackout curtains. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm also working on getting a high-quality air filtration system into the yeah. bed. And ideally something that can also put out some ambient white noise. Yes. Well, just yeah. uh, further drown out any any noise from outside. Absolutely. These are all game changing. I mean, once you get, you, once you find what works for you. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's better than getting good night's sleep consistency? I mean, there's nothing like it. You know? Man, life is just like on another level it's when you awesome. had like three or four good days of sleep it's, in a row. My, my energy levels, the problem with me is like after I get two or three good, really re recovered nights of sleep, my energy levels are so off the charts right? that it's like, okay, I'm going to be up till one in the morning tonight because I'm <laughs> wired. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So then, I, like, then I crash and yeah. I myself back up again. So I'm right. just kind of in that, in that cycle. But, <laughs> man, once you have a, a, a technology device like this that really has helped you dial in your sleep, it is life-changing. It is. And that's kind of the goal. Again, behavioral changes are what I'm trying to show people. And, you know, I stopped drinking, you know, any kind of alcohol. I mean, that's my choice. It's just because I kept seeing the numbers just even after half a beer. You know, I'm just yeah. like, man, this kills my sleep, kills my HRV. Yeah. I got to, like, function at a high level every single day. So I'm like, I have two kids, Yeah. you know, CEO of this company. It's, it's tough, right? So I got to be on my A game every single day. So well, that's know, my decision. <laughs> you know, I think back to, to my time in the corporate world, and, and this was be, largely before I had built an awareness of sleep, rest, recovery. Yeah. I was out every single night, you know, I was going, I had a lot of friends that liked to swing dance and salsa dance and I was living in San Francisco and I'd go out on a Monday night dancing until like, you know, one thirty in the morning and go home to bed and wake up at six and get on the freeway and go to work. And I, I was, I was largely oblivious to it all. You know what I mean? And, uh, I probably wasn't, people would tell me I'd look tired. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But my life was different at that time, and mm -hmm. I, I could afford to get away with that. Yeah. Now I'm at a point where I can't. Yeah. For me now, if, if I'm going to be successful in this venture, if you're going to be successful, I have to make sacrifices, which include making sure I wake up every single day recovered. And mm -hmm. whatever, three, five, seven years down the road, I'm going to be doing something different in my life, maybe. And Maybe then my life changes where it's like, hey, I want to go out till two in the morning and have fun every single night. And I'm at a different stage in my life. So yeah. all this stuff evolves and changes. It does. Yeah. But if you're wanting, if you're, if you're either having a desire or you, you just have to be at the top of your game, professional athlete, whatever you decide to do career-wise or anything in life, 
this level of sophistication, I think, is almost, yeah, I think it's critical. To- yeah, I think this is a necessity at some point, you know? I think what, what ended up happening is people lost touch with their own bodies, actually. Yeah. They don't understand their own bodies. We're giving the tools like, here, you know, you know, we, we, I think there's too much technology, but we're obviously offering technology that, you know, the cell phone, for example, is a killer of sleep, right? Yeah. First, what, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? You grab your cell I phone. I see my bile strap, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but people are just that, I mean, the, the cell phones are what's destroying people's sleep in general, right? So, so before, yeah. before you go to sleep, you're on the phone. As soon as you wake up, you're on the phone. It's um, funny because like, and, and then on the other hand, we're, we're now using technology to reconnect us. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was at CES. At CES, they had about ten different companies trying to sell you this sleep product and that sleep, you know, thing. So it's yeah. crazy. Like it's it's uh, sleep has become its own industry, right? So yeah. something that we should be natively knowing how to do in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a fantastic discussion. Yeah. Amir, where yeah. would people go to learn more? Obviously, your website. Yeah, my website's uh, biostrap.com. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you can. Uh, Reach out to us, you know, anytime. Uh, email hi at biostrap.com or Instagram, Twitter. Facebook. Cool. And we're targeting to have our integration done by July first of two thousand nineteen at the latest. It should be done much before that. But we'll be really excited to start getting our partnership off the ground. Yeah, awesome. Uh, amazing product and 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 beautiful. That's uh, our, that's when our baby's gonna be born. Yeah, exactly. It's in labor right now. <laughs> 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 the, bun is, the bun is in the oven. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, this is the awesome. many good things to come between our, our two companies. You're a great dude, and I'm Thanks, looking forward man. to working with you. Thanks for joining us Thanks. today. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate right. it. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio.